0: This is where we talk about movies, shows, games, and whatever the heck we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. I am joined by my good friend John, and I am Chris, and we are your co hosts for the (coughs) day. John, how are you doing for this seasonal time?
1: Uh, I'm doing good, Count Chocula. How are you doing?
0: No, it's not Count Chocula. It's the count! Ah, ah, ah. Ooh, spooky. The count isn't that scary, but, like, I don't know. I just tried, you know. It's, we're doing a Halloween episode, everyone. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah. Even though we're not really too huge on Halloween, like, this is the time you get into the season for us. One week before it actually happens, so. Sit back. Relax. Relax. And maybe if, maybe if uh, a hand comes on you, give it a little bit of a wink. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Ooh, ghosts and all that—the the creepy critters. If you see the spiders, give them a hand. Don't smack them down. <laughs> but anyways, John. Let's get into the spooky topics of today. While Halloween is the topic of the day, we'll address that at the end. Instead, we'll be hitting some quick news before we get to the juice of today's uh, podcast. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready.
0: All right, here we go. First up, Tom Holland as the Nathan Drake. Pictures were released of Tom Holland portraying Nathan Drake in the upcoming film adaptation of the popular video game series Uncharted. And John, he looked jacked.
1: Yeah, no, he looks like he could go exploring.
0: He looks like he can go exploring, but my concern about the movie is, what's his voice going to be like? He's be like, oh, I, I, I'm Nathan Drake. Uh, from brooklyn you know hi uh uh, how are you doing and it's just like is he gonna sound like peter parker like is he gonna have his british accent when she shouldn't like what what is uh is it are his balls gonna drop like what do you think
1: (laughs) yeah i mean nolan north did the voice acting for for the video games and that's quite a different type of voice than tom holland's american accent Um, that's a man's voice that is a man's voice and it, w- what's interesting is, like, they're making him look like an adult Nathan Drake, but they have someone cast who, like, inherently is a... I mean, like, obviously he's a bit younger, but, like, sounds a bit younger, is smaller in stature. Like, he's not a very, um, like, naturally large man. Uh, so it, it's, it's weird that they're kind of, like, interplaying the old and young Nathan Drake in this one adaptation. And it makes me wonder... Um, Like, how far along in his career is he? Like, where in the stage of the video games is he right now when the movie comes out?
0: Well, you said you brought up stature. And I'm happy to inform you that he doesn't have, he doesn't really have to be taller because of his co-host, Mark Wahlberg.
1: (laughs) Who we've already established is incredibly short.
0: Yes, you know, but not as short as, uh, as tom cruise
1: no no one is he's tom cruise is like three foot eight
0: yeah he's he he's a tiny boy you know <laughs> why do you think he was able to hold on to that to that plane so well there wasn't he wasn't feeling a lot of the wind resistance because you know he's so small
1: it's a lot easier to use re- velcro in a muppet like him
0: yeah definitely a muppet you know no that just reminded me of that that movie that they released a few years ago where it was like what was it the something adventures Where it's like a crime, it's a crime movie, but it's all Muppets and they're swearing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that did not look very good at all.
0: Yeah, I don't know, just, just a thought. But I, uh, my question, I have another question for you, is with this movie, uh, historically, video games do terrible when it comes to movie adaptations, except for Pokemon, but that's kind of weird, because Pokemon is the largest uh ip in the world so nothing can really compare to it so the fact that its movie did its movie did well it didn't do great um it it does add, bear the question is is nathan drake gonna be a good movie
1: i mean pokemon i think the only thing it really had going for it was the was ryan reynolds and also people's nostalgia about finally seeing what like what they thought pokemon should look like in in live action um, and and how it interacted with live action people. So with this, I mean to be honest, I don't really know anything about the Uncharted games. It seems like it's just like a male Lara Croft. Uh, the game seems like it's a similar style with like puzzles and um, adventuring. That's
0: exactly what it is. <laughs> well, well, the different here. I'll let you continue.
1: Well, I mean, uh, it it just it shows me like naturally, it doesn't seem like it has as large of an audience as something like Pokemon did. Um, and obviously, they have some great talent in there in the in the acting. Um, so the the people, the actors in the film, I think are going to be the big draw, not the content itself. Um, and it, to be honest, like it's it's hard to find that balance between um, people's expectations of of what they've played in a video game and uh, how you can make that work in a in a movie format. So with this, it's just gonna. they've already tried it once with Laura Croft and uh, not once multiple times with Laura Croft and they've never typically done outstandingly well. Um, The reboot, I don't think did well enough to warrant a sequel like they probably wanted. And so with this, either they're going to learn from Laura Croft's mistake and find more ways to base it off of the video game. um, Or they're just going to completely abandon that and have it, have it be like a semi-related story but not really tied in with a video game, but still be an entertaining, well-written story, or just going to be garbage, and we'll see.
0: Yeah, uh, my thoughts, two things. Number one, it's Lara Croft, you heathen. Lara Croft. Lara Croft. That's like what a Southerner would say, and you're Southern, so that makes sense. You know what? I, I take it back calling you a heathen. You're just uh, uncultured, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm an I'm uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> uncultured swine. I'm not bringing that back. Not for a while. Um... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, and I'm just, I mean, we're just teasing it. But Lara Croft is what, what it is. And uh, my expectations for this movie is pretty low. But for me, the thing that gets, that kind of stops the video game movies is the writing. Like Resident Evil as a movie, it has nothing to do with really the games. It's like some vampire adventure series, and, it, and the, the video games don't really have anything to do with vampires so they like they're disconnected yes but those movies aren't really oscar award-winning blockbusters even even at that they're not they're not oscar worthy they're not blockbusters they're just movies that are kind of trash and get a cult following because it has the name of the video game in it and i would say pokemon is the exception obviously sonic was a crash cash grab um so this is what's got me concerned is like if the story is good you have something that you can market to, to people who have n- no knowledge of video games. They just see this thing called Uncharted. You market it. You're like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Go see it. You don't know it's based off a video game. And then the video game market, when it comes to like YouTube, Twitch, and all that other stuff that's putting out ads, you have an audience that's going to be watching this. And they're going to be like, oh, this is great. So you kind of get a win-win if this is put well together. And I think when we saw the trailer for uh what is it monster hunter it was just instantly you knew like that's gonna be garbage so that's my concern with this movie is it a cash grab gonna be garbage or were the people who produced this project or the people who directed this project is this gonna be up to snuff and i guess john uh time will tell we'll just have to wait
1: yeah i mean tom holland being a part of a project like this i mean mark Wahlberg's kind of hit or miss he did the transformers (laughs) films um but tom holland's got a lot of good uh good films to his uh, filmography and I I would hope that he's not looking for just like a cash grab I hope that it's an interesting story Nolan North has given his blessing on the film so you're right time will tell I I think we have some positive things to look forward to but they definitely don't have a great track record for video game uh, movies so we'll see
0: we shall say oh hey I'm Mark Wahlberg you want a sandwich from my famous chain restaurant? Wahlburgers? I can't do a good Mark Wahlberg, but, you know. Departed. Okay. Anyway, speaking of video games, Netflix orders an Assassin's Creed series after The Witcher's success. Hooray. Finally. Uh, Netflix continues to grow its video game adaptation catalog with game developer and producer Ubisoft and its most successful IP. The last on-screen version of Assassin's Creed was in 2016 and failed at the box office with actor Michael Fassbender. The newest installment in the video game franchise, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, releases on November 10th. And just a couple of more notes. The other video game IPs Netflix has produced uh, for include, obviously, The Witcher, Castlevania Cyberpunk 2077, which is in development right now and it's kind of cyberpunk inspired resident evil is also in development uh and i just looking at this my question to you john is is this a move that you're confident in because it's netflix or is assassin's creed just not strong enough as an ip because its movie failed and video games really don't transfer well except for in the examples we've given today with the with how witcher was successful and the success of even pokemon
1: no, I, I think that there's every ingredient there for Assassin's Creed to be a great film. Um, I think where the movie, um, or series, I guess, in this case, but I think where the film really lacked was that it it twisted the story to fit more of like a science fiction kind of take on it, where they tried to tie everything in together and, and like over-explain it all, rather than just putting a film in, um like in a time period and not try and relate it to somebody's descendant way in the future uh, with all this modern technology hooked up to them um it just it I think it really dulled the story down and I think there's an incredibly interesting take uh, because you have all of these different time periods that these games are set in so you have so much content that you can go through Pick, pick a time period, pick a game and base a, base a good series off of it, or maybe do like one season per game or two seasons a game.
0: Well, it, it's called The Animus, John, and it's part of the video game. But I agree when you say that, that it's just too much in this movie. Like you have an hour and a half to put together a narrative. And on top of that, you're adding The Animus, which is part in the video game. It's basically, oh, we're going to go, we're going to hook you up to the system. And it lets you go back in time to to you basically live through the life of your ancestors and th- that's like that's the human part of the video game story is that like oh you're actually in modern times being hooked up to this machine and to put that in a movie that's only an hour hour and a half long when this game should be taking you way more than an hour and a half to go through and to have a narrative it's just a little bit insane like if they added that right at the end it was kind of like a gotcha moment i think normal audiences would have been feeling kind of like the sixth sense moment where it's like (gasps) but you know obviously not as uh not as much of a standing ovation they're just like oh that's kind of crazy um but it it, it, i just wanted to put that in there because it is part of it but it is weird i would admit if i were to play if i were to watch this movie and that was just like all it's all bad i'm just like what's the point of this like and, and i didn't see the movie but that's where i take away when it comes to the animus it's super important but it's too much in that hour and a half.
1: So then what, what do you think about the idea of just focusing on, like, in the, in, before you even introduce the Animus, then, it like, maybe tease it at the end of the, of the first season or at the end of the first movie, and you spend the entire first bit of content focusing on setting, like, the, the, uh, the environments, the, the, uh, like, the style, the characters, um, the world that you're in, And then by the time you've figured out where you are and like who you're talking, who you're who you're watching at the end, it kind of uh, introduces the idea of the animus and how everything is connected. Um, And then it delves deeper into that in season two or the second movie to where you're not you're not split. You're not so conflicted as far as the story goes and you can really focus on one thing at a time.
0: I think that's a great idea. And that's why I'm really confident in this Netflix order uh from ubisoft i love this idea this is this is good because netflix is putting out good shit like what they did with the witcher no one knows like video game people loved this series i like the series i never played the game well that's not true i tried to play the game i couldn't get too much into it and i know that's kind of crazy because a lot of people who played the game are like it's so good and i agree Uh, anything cd project red which is the studio that made the witcher but didn't it's based off the book and now it's being adapted in different places like it's just so well written and i think netflix did a great job and i, I imagine it's going to do the same thing with assassin's creed cuz i played a little bit of assassin's creed once again couldn't get too into it cuz i'm uh picky i'm very picky when it comes to the video games i play kind of like you're very picky in the food that you eat so we've got <laughs> that going you and i but I, I i'll watch i'll watch your show and i think this is the right way to do it is in the show format because the lore and the things that are in assassin's creed as a video game is so extensive movies are really hard to do for video games because there's so much into it it's a huge experience people play the games sometimes there are games that take 40 hours and they're fantastic games 40 hours in and you get the whole story Whereas a movie needs to be explained, even in a series. I mean, we won't even get to 40 hours if you do all of the Star Wars trilogy, right? Let's see. If you do two and a half hours, which most of the movies are at two hour mark, let's just do the two hour mark and add a couple hours after that. And, you know, that's 18 hours and then some change to make it uh, 20 hours. That's not even half of the game. That's insane to me. So the show needs to be in I gotta be honest, while I'm don't know too much about Assassin's Creed, I am actually really excited after what I got with The Witcher. And I would like to ask you, are, are you as excited as me that finally old media is kind of adopting more video game stories?
1: I mean, I, I think that they're realizing how much of an industry is out there um, that they could put in this new type of format. I think The Witcher... To be honest, I think it was a bit of a fluke in the sense that um, Henry Cavill is basically the reason why it was a success, just because I don't think there were many other actors that could take someone who otherwise could be seen as really just dry and flat and give it like the subtle inflection that he was able to. Um, And that's the thing, like he gave it so much more depth than I think people initially thought it could be given because he's so passionate about video games and. And it's not it's not every day that you find an A-list Hollywood star that is that um, dedicated to an honest interpretation of a video game, because that's something that they've been passionate about for years. Um, so I I think with them producing all of these films or or shows um, about video games now, I think it's definitely because of The Witcher. Finally, somebody had a hit in a video game uh, series, and I think that that they're seeing how many more people that that have an interest in these types of uh, things and how big video games have gotten in the last decade um i mean because like 20 years ago you would never have a donkey Kong donkey kong movie um but now (laughs) video video games are so much more layered and uh when when you when you're talking about sequels like the assassin's creed series oh my god it's um, so
0: there's so many sequels
1: Exactly, but well, that's the thing. Like, there's so much content to pull from, and that's the thing. Like, you don't want to just um, have a one season show and then be tapped dry by the end of it. Like, you want to continually be able to pull from this. And with The Witcher, there's the novels, there's the video games. Uh, with Castlevania, there's plenty of content. With Resident Evil, there's plenty of content. So you have all these things that you can continually pull from um, to keep the content pump or, like pumping for years to come.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely. I definitely feel you on, feel you on that. Like they, they, that's a good point. They have a lot of depth and content, and I you could say that that's the thing that gave life to a show like Game of Thrones. And then they got to the point where they caught up, and you know they just, you know, completely let the thing fall apart, which is not good. But here, Netflix is choosing properties that are great that have tons of lore, and we'll just have to see where it goes from there. And hopefully, they get someone who's passionate about the project to play whoever they choose in the assassin's creed series you know maybe they'll get ninja to play Ezio. i don't know
1: maybe they'll get vin diesel
0: Ooh, Vin Diesel!
1: please no please no <laughs>
0: i mean who in history would vin diesel be able to be like he's just a hulk he doesn't look very stealthy you know he doesn't look very ninja like
1: no. To... Maybe if they did Valhalla, but that's about it.
0: Ooh, if they did Valhalla, he would be really good. Or Charlie Why Hunnam. Why is this suddenly
1: a good pitch? Charlie Hunnam. Oh my. Ooh. Charlie Hunnam would be great ooh. for the
0: Valhalla series.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: because it's Charlie Hunnam.
1: I think we have a hit.
0: We have a hit. Put us in, coach. Anyways, speaking of uh putting us back in, John Stewart returning to television, John. John Stewart will return and join Apple TV Plus with the new Current Affairs shows. His deal will take him back to the newsroom desk with an hour-long show and a corresponding podcast. Stewart will take on executive producer role alongside his manager, James Dixon, and former chairman and CEO of HBO, Richard Plepler. Plepler. I think that's how you say it. I don't the spookiness. I just can't do spooky. Anyways, Stewart left the daily show back in 2015 and was, uh, not replaced, but he was passing of the torch to South African comedian, Trevor Noah. And he's been, he's cultivated his own audience ever since. So John, are you excited for the return of John Stewart to television?
1: I am excited for his return i don't think i would consider apple tv plus television um especially because there's going to be such a limited audience for that and i think because of like his huge fan base i think they're really banking on the fact that he's going to be a big enough draw to get people to finally sign up for this service um but, like, like it, they've had Oprah on there. They've had all of these seemingly high-quality series out there that I've heard nothing but good things about, but, like, no one is watching them. So maybe if they can have something like this, where it's an hour-long, I'm sure probably weekly show, um, or however long, however many seas- uh, series that he's doing, it's going to be more of a recurring type of uh, piece of content that will draw people in week after week, um, which I think is something that they have not had um. But he his name is basically just universal in in any type of context. Um, I mean, like when you think of him, you think of hard hitting, well thought out, well researched stories that challenge your perspective and are entertaining, um, but also shed light on things that need to be talked about. And I think we have a huge need and for things like that today. And I think Trevor Noah has done a great job as his, as his successor. But I think people still miss the real raw Jon Stewart. And I think this will be a good opportunity for him. I definitely won't be getting Apple TV Plus, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. I'm not getting Apple TV Plus as well. But I am excited about his return to the screen because I loved his show. And then when they came out with The Colbert Report, I loved that show. And then Stephen Colbert did late night television. And I was just like, yeah, it's not the same thing. But I love comedy I love the idea of comedy, pol- uh, comedy politics shows because that's the big thing now. Is like people are like, I need to watch this one hour block where this person is telling me what to think, and I find it hilarious. But it what's enjoyably hilarious, unlike miserably hilarious, is watching someone turn into a parody, and I can really appreciate that with John Stewart. The only problem is, is that Apple TV, it like you said, it's not that very big, and even though it's coming out with a corresponding podcast, which I would love to listen to, I imagine that podcast is only going to be on, what is it, the the Apple podcast. So kind of sucks. But I really do wish him a ton of success. Right, John?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's almost like that one episode we did a few weeks back about comedians versus the news. And this is basically just like branching off of that idea of people wanting and yearning for somebody like John Stewart to come back to tell them about the news because of his spin on everything. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, I think a big part of the cultural norm, um, to have that type of setting. And I'm, I, am i am excited to see where he's taking the show at least.
0: So am I. And I, I would just speculate that the reason that he's doing it, cause he said, he said he couldn't do any more elections. Like he was so burnt out on the election cycles And how you talk about the news every day. It just doesn't seem anything's getting better. I would say I'm speculating, obviously, that he's coming back because someone has to do the job that he used to. Because right now we're in such a frail place. But that's the only political speak. And for that, because Jon Stewart said, I don't want to do it anymore and he's coming back. He has my respect. And John, speaking of respect, MGM. Yeah, I know that segue. MGM delays Aretha Franklin's biopic, Respect. The movie was delayed again, and now seven months from January 15th of 2021 to August 13th of 2021. It'll be starring Jennifer Hudson. The biopic of legendary singer Aretha Franklin was originally delayed from August 2020 to January 2021. And as we expect, John, more delays, more delays more delays on movies and uh this kind of stinks are you really surprised by this
1: no i mean anything coming out in 2020 I, I didn't think would actually be coming out this year um i i am surprised that uh i mean i don't I, to be honest man like even august is starting to sound optimistic of next year. Oh god. Just it doesn't feel like there's any <laughs> end in sight. And maybe that's just like the the pessimist in me that's buried deep down. Um but I, I I I'm I don't know, man. Like I I think that this is going to be a good movie um or at least just a solid movie. Um I I think if anybody could pull off Aretha Franklin uh Jennifer Hudson's the closest. And even even like looking through the trailer she's not even like nearly at the same level um but she's i think as close as we can humanly get it's like when they try to do um uh the biopic about queen um like obviously uh <laughs> what's his face was not going to be actually singing that remy Malek. but yeah obviously R- rami remy mack not going to actually be singing it but they i think overall kind of came close to the like the aesthetic of queen um so i I'm sure this is going to be type of this or some similar thing where it's more of, of like the, like the civil rights work that Aretha Franklin did and the advocate advocacy that she did. Um, and the music is just kind of like the draw into it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And for me, the Aretha Franklin, like we're both musicians and I was blown away at her age I think it was 2018 for Thanksgiving. She played, she did the star spangled banner for the Detroit lions. Like it's Thanksgiving. There's always the NFL game. Uh, the Cowboys always play. And so the Cowboys played the lions and it was at the lions and she played and it was so incredibly soulful. It was so good. And she was in her, she died. I think in December, the next month, it was so sudden. I mean, she died, and she, the her voice, and she was playing the piano at the same time at her age, and it was just magical to watch this pioneer in soul music, this pioneer, just put her heart out in this music, and it was it is a phenomenal performer, phenomenal voice, uh, a voice of a vet, of a generation, you could say, and I really hope. I really hope this movie does her justice and uh, I'm excited for this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would at least hope that they're going to be respectful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I see what you did there and I heard, uh, I'm you know, sorry. I think you want to drop the mic. So, you know, I, I heard a little of a, of a rustling. So, you know, that good, good job. But, <laughs> but speaking, oh, that's a terrible, uh, speak, no, no, I'm not making that. I'm not making that segue. Uh, but, <laughs> From earlier, our show we talked about Netflix, James Bond's No Time to Die almost bought by Apple and Netflix to stream, and this was a story that just made headways or headlines. Uh, oh, speaking of that, headways, headlines, whatever. Just a little bit of a of a tangent. You know how I always struggle with saying hit the nail on the head? Yeah. That's because of what I want to say is hit the nail on the coffin, and that's that's also a saying. I just wasn't as confident with saying nail in the coffin because i thought i'd get make fun of made fun of but i heard someone use it yesterday on a podcast and i was like oh i'm not insane cool cool story yeah it's it's spooky time so hit the nail in the coffin anyways so james bond <laughs> uh no time to die was apparently pitched uh mgm wanted 600 million dollars <laughs> 600 million dollars to stream this movie and that's what they were expecting from Apple or Netflix, whoever paid up bigger. And that makes sense, John, because the movie, as you said, what it costs, $220 million to produce. And then you have marketing for two different time periods because they started marketing it, I think, again, a month and a half ago because it's supposed to come out in November, which is a few days away. And then they also did the marketing a lot in early 2020 because the movie was supposed to come out i think in may the beginning of may or end of april so yeah they've lost a lot of money to marketing you could say it's over the over the double the budget whatever that they originally have so let's say the 600 million is totally totally substantiated plus they probably make some money off how many people watch the movie too given whatever apple or netflix's algorithm or whatever backhand deal they're going to do with that too And the closest to making, getting close to that number was Apple, who reportedly pitched 400 million. Who knows if that's true or not? But yeah, they pitched 400 million. It was knocked down. John, what do you take away from this?
1: I mean, I think MGM is just looking for any way for them to be able to break even. And they're they're one of the first studios to do this type of thing for such a major film. So in that sense, they're trying to be pioneering a bit. Uh, but I, I don't think there's any way that that Apple first of all was going to pay that much for for anything. Um, Netflix I, I could see them doing that because they already have such a large audience and I'm I'm pretty sure um, all the James Bond films are on uh, Netflix right now.
0: No, it's half and half. so oh, the okay. older so I think it's the older james bond movies are on netflix and then the newer ones are on amazon prime because i remember doing this i was like oh you know i'll watch james bond and i was like oh it doesn't have any of the pierce brosnan ones and doesn't have any of the uh daniel craig ones and then i went to amazon prime like oh there's daniel craig and there's pierce brosnan so i guess uh i guess there was a little bit of a deal there and speaking of speaking of james bond I remember in an earlier podcast way long ago, I made fun of you for saying Barbara Bar- broccoli. And I said, John, <laughs> yes. it's broccoli. Cut, get with it. It is Barbara broccoli. And I find that hilarious as a last name. Like, yeah, well you could, it, it's in your destiny, like to change your name. Like, you know, you go with broccoli. You could be pretentious to say broccoli. You could change it. And so you get to stick with broccoli. And the only reason why I make fun of it is because that can be twisted in so many different accents and it's hilarious like imagine somebody from the south like yourself john who says barbara broccoli like it just doesn't sound you don't sound like someone who's in charge of a huge giant over 25 film franchise you just sound like a clerk who works at the tax office i just i don't get it you know you could be like Broccoli. that sounds really good but i digress (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm glad you could finally admit that i was right you were and right okay. and
0: I, I you know me john i'm very humble i'll make fun of myself and tell you when i'm wrong you know i just i'm a gambling man
1: it just took a year almost a year for you, for us to finally get to this point but it was worth it
0: oh i'm glad you saw it was worth it you know My, a year that's that's express times you paid you paid for the for the chris prime uh, apology You didn't even go for the six to seven day wait. Good for you, buddy.
1: (laughs) Amazon Prime delivery for that apology. Yeah, exactly.
0: But uh, it 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 is a pretty dope move. So I I imagine you're, I imagine you're disappointed from this news that it didn't happen. Or did you do you think it would have been better if it was streamed?
1: No, I I think, I think it's going still going to be a while before we see any major blockbuster go to streaming, um, not only just because of the experience, but the way that it's shot, it's made to be shown on a large screen um, because of all the little visuals that are that are put in. Um, I, I think it would be a huge waste to see this because um, it, it's, it's a very different experience when you go back and you watch something on Netflix after you've already seen it in theaters. Um, and I don't think we're at the point of desperation yet where studios are saying, nope, nope, we're going straight to streaming. We're going to put this out. We just want to get our content out there. We're going to make it as little money as we can. Um, I think people are still holding out hope that eventually we'll be able to be able to put stuff out there. And I think I think with so much talk about a vaccine and uh, as much time has gone by, I think people are trying to wait it out just a little bit longer um, because of what's being thrown around out there. So we obviously we don't know if 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 a vaccine is going to make a big enough difference to let people start gathering in public again in large numbers. Um, I think t- time will definitely have to tell about that. But I I'm giving it. I think if we stay at the point where we're at um, with the limitations and uh, economically where we're at with the movie theaters, I think we could probably make it another year before we start saying nope we're okay we're gonna we're gonna start putting marvel mcu films out on disney plus
0: another year
1: yeah because i mean think about it so if 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 the if the end game is six months from now where they said okay in six months we're gonna start being able to get in theaters again and people are gonna feel comfortable enough to do it um i think people will will hold out Uh, I i don't think studios will put anything out on on streaming now that they could put out six months from now um and then even nine months, I think, is pushing it a bit um, just because of the lack of return you're going to see on any investment from that. And I, I think MGM kind of has the right idea of asking for a big lump sum up front uh, or a guarantee of X amount of dollars to at least break even on the advertising and the budget they've already spent for the movie. Um, but to, to say, we're just going to release this on streaming and hope for the best I think that studios need to have more of a guarantee than that. And they they can just stop advertising on films for X amount of months. Um, But eventually, people will be able to go back out and they're going to be craving that new content. So I I think when we start seeing theaters open up full-time again, we're going to see huge box office numbers because people are are craving that experience now. But I don't think that there's enough um, of like quality home theater experiences that will bring people to stay at their homes and and continue to watch movies there
0: i actually disagree with that take i think that i think because now that people have had to watch movies at home they're probably not going to want to watch movies in a theater have to pay for and like pay tickets then you have to find a spot and then you might not get the spot that you want, or someone who might be on their phone next to you, or whatever it might be. I think now is a should be a really scary time for movie movie producers, movie studios when they put out movies because it now seems like the the bar's got to be through the roof to make a movie because we've gone so long, and all these other movies have come out like Tenant, like we talked about how like oh you know Tenant's coming out, and all these other movies coming out, people are gonna want to go to the movie theater like no one still went to the movie theaters like amc still had to close down but that's because they were hoping that a big movie would come out and save them and they all got delayed and even if you have tenant come out like theaters didn't like tenant did not make a lot of money back and this is a time when states are open you know, obviously there are covid19 protocols but you talk about us having to wait a year are people really going to be Really craving to go to the movie theater, like enough to where they'd just be like, "Listen, just stream it," and I, I think that's where we're headed. Um, and that's unfortunate because I do like the movie theater experience, but at this point, it's if you're saying like we got to wait another year for movies, like I would hope like maybe May, April, or March. But if you're saying another full year, at that point, people are just gonna be used to watching everything at home.
1: And but I, see, I, yeah, go that ahead. that's my. Um That's where I'm kind of sticking with, because if the studios can hang out or hang on that long and they don't put out any of these giant blockbusters to streaming, then people are going to be like, I mean, I'm already I already really want to see that Black Widow movie. And I would I would wait another six months to see it in a theater um, because I know Disney's not going to put it out on Disney Plus. So I would wait a
0: year to see it out on Disney Plus. I don't have to see it. Like that's what's happening to me, but obviously for you it's a little different.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it's definitely going to be um, divisive, I'm sure, because th- I'm sure there's plenty of people like both you and I that could be on either side of the fence. But I I think that there are enough people um, that are passionate enough about seeing a theater or movie in a in a, on a large screen that by the time these things do start coming out, they're gonna go out in droves and just if nothing else for the for the experience of of like just the ambiance in a the theater and to feel the movie just with a sound like shaking you in your seat for the first time um because that's that's really the thing that i miss the most is it's not the people and like the people that i was with and that communal experience it's just the feel that it's so different than when you're at home and it's just not as impactful um but yeah man i i don't know i I hope that stuff starts coming out sooner than that, but I also want it to be safe and responsible and uh, my my less than optimistic side is saying a year.
0: Mm. Well, I think it's just you need a sick like home theater setup, which I just advise get rid of that second bedroom and just set up a big <laughs> ass television in there, big TV, you know, 70 inch get the ikea standard furniture that's really nice for really cheap and you're just gonna be you're gonna be set you know you and jill can act like you're at the movie theater no no person getting their ball sweat up against your knees because they're going through the aisles like you're gonna be great
1: what kind of theaters are you going to man
0: Uh, amc theaters and you know i hope they go out of business those motherfuckers no Um, (laughs) no but seriously amc theaters are not well put together is what i'll say oh well a lot of the theaters that we would go to the ones in the chattanooga area were old and yes whereas like the theaters like the theaters that i was visiting like uh there was that uec in cleveland like that Mm -hmm. one that one was kind of nice it had like the the reclining chairs and the the nice leather seats like i liked that and then there was another one in north georgia that also was nice in the middle of nowhere but they had like high clientele, so it was a nice it was a nice movie theater that also had reclining seats and big big cup holders. It was nice, but A and C just doesn't update any of their stuff, so there's a reason why they're failing.
1: Oh. But
0: speaking of things that will not fail, it's time for our topic of the podcast. Halloween.
1: that was worth it that was worth the wait
0: yeah you know i just decided to wise up and not try and be spooky i just take the the audio from my phone from the thriller you know the thriller but thriller done by michael jackson anyways so we're let's talk about some subjects and we're gonna pick out our favorite or rather the best things that are halloween related and we're gonna hit i'm gonna just start in a different spot so we can kind of build up to it i want to start with Halloween candies. So... (laughs) Okay. No, let's let's start off soft, and then we'll get to the movies. John, what are the most Halloween... What's the best Halloween candy to you? Like, what... Okay. Just name me some things. When you think of... Go back in your mind. Just close your eyes and go back to god how old were you back then i'm gonna say uh let's go to back to 2000 or 1999 and little john is going out there trick-or-treating with his parents watching him from a distance maybe they have some whiskey in their coffee mug i don't know but they're just watching the kids run around doing their trick-or-treating what is john hoping to get from the neighbor at the door
1: i mean i think the best thing to get was probably Reese's Um, for sure, but I want to be a little divisive and I'm going to say the most Halloween candy is candy corn. And I Hmm. know, I know that people think that it's garbage and that it's not good any time of the year. But when I think, when I think of the only time of the year that I, I feel like it's acceptable to eat candy corn, um, it's Halloween. Uh, there's no other time that I feel like it's reasonable or appetizing to do so, but suddenly, when it's the end of October, I just feel like candy corn might actually be good this time.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I think, I think candy corn is the most Halloween candy, but it's not the best Halloween candy. Like, it's, it's, it, it's the antithesis of Halloween, like candy. It's candy corn. Like, obviously, that's the big, the big get, but I'm, like, thinking, that's not a good candy, though. It's a, it's a shit candy. Like it, it, but you're right. It's like, you can only have it one time of the year. It's like when I think about, oh, how often do I want to have fried macaroni and cheese? Never. Unless I'm at a band competition or I'm at the state fair in Kentucky or something like this is the only time I'm going to want fried mac and cheese. Otherwise get that shit away from me. Cause I'm going to be on the toilet for the next 24 hours. But that, that's, that's what I think with candy corn. It's like, ah, oh, candy corn. Like it's great, but it's not the best. Like for me, John, what I wanted was there were there were two candies I really liked on on uh, for Halloween. It was the Reese's chocolate, which you just confirmed my bias that Reese's is number one, which also Reese's is the number one chocolate in the world. I think it has the highest sales. And then the other thing I really liked getting was Skittles. Mm-hmm. And. I just can't eat Skittles anymore because it's too sweet. And I know I sound like a 60 year old man, but, you know, that's what happens when you get at the ripe old age of 28. It just, well, I'm not 28 yet, but it's in a few days. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't want Skittles anymore. It's just too sweet. And it gets your hand different colors. If it gets on your hands and wet, it's just, no. It, it's like Reese's chocolate. Just, I, I wish I was a kid again because I could have the Skittles, but I don't want them now. But Reese's chocolate, i will I'll take now. I'm eating like, bits and pieces out of the fridge today so yeah i'm gonna have to go with reese's is the number one chocolate you want for halloween
1: that's fair no I, I i think it's the most versatile it never gets old you can have it in different shapes and suddenly it tastes different uh yeah i i, I would say reese's is definitely the best
0: now okay let me ask you which is better? do you like the reese's original the reese's mini cup or do you like the Reese's Pieces better?
1: No, the original. It's it's Thank the you. best, best chocolate to peanut butter ratio.
0: Thank you. There are some... John, would you believe if I told you there are some people out there, some insane whack jobs, you know, who probably, you know, that have like a bag of sunflower seeds in their car. They're driving right now, listening to this podcast. They're spitting out these disgusting sunflower seeds all over their car. And they probably like... Reese's piece is better than the original Reese's these people exist John and I'm disgusted by the lack of respect which we talked about respect already in the us in this episode we're gonna talk about again the lack of respect for the original Reese's cup chocolate like the Reese's I think M&M's is better than than the Reese's pieces
1: I mean they're good if it's like in ice cream but
0: ooh, you got a point there wait are you talking about M&M's you're talking about Reese's. Oh, I was about Reese's to pieces. Yeah, Reese's pieces and ice cream it's it's good but it's still not the original. Like you I can, it just it has a
1: weird taste to me. It it's context. It's all about the context.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we agree. I'm glad we agree there. Let's see if we and is is that the candy you would want is Reese's or are you still going to go with candy corn?
1: I mean, it's the one that I want and I want some candy corn. But after, I can't commit to a whole bag because after about three or four pieces, it just starts to taste the same and just. But you
0: would dull. have a whole bag of of Reese's, right?
1: Oh, every day.
0: Oh, I'm with you there, brother. Yeah. Fist bump for that. Uh, so we got we got that one down together. And just to give off a list that we have. Because I, I wish I could have gone through this list. Smarties as a kid. Smarties was great. Uh, nerds candy, which nerds is more of like a. Yeah, nerds. Is, nerds is huge for for halloween uh kit kat kit kat bar never go wrong with that the hershey's mini bars and those come in very different varieties and i gotta say john my favorite was the mr good bar did you have a favorite
1: one uh no i i don't think i did i think did I you mean, not think, like hershey's i mean like the regular hershey's is pretty solid but i, I would you see say yourself more
0: as a nestle crunch guy don't you
1: no gosh no
0: you don't like nestle's crunch no. Oh, that was like my go-to candy bar for the movie theaters as a kid. I'd be like, I want a Nestle Crunch bar. My mom would be like, yeah, sure. You can, and you can take a little bit of my popcorn, but I'm not getting you both popcorn and Nestle Crunch for yourself. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I love Nestle Crunch. But anyways, Jawbreakers. I remember those, and those were popular because of Edna and Eddie. Yep. They were pretty good. Snickers, classic Snickers. Uh, we said Candy Corn Butterfinger. Now... I liked Butterfinger when I was like eight. When I got to like 13, 14, I'm like, this shit is sticking in my teeth. I hate this. I don't know.
1: But it's so worth it.
0: So you really like Butterfinger?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the candy of my childhood.
0: Ah, I think we found it. We got it. The Virginia kid likes Butterfinger. (laughs) It's because it's got the word butter in it, right?
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: oh there'll be a pretentious joke in here for me i know it uh skittles already talked about that and then m&ms which m&ms are also good frozen those are really good uh okay let's move on to our next topic best halloween icon so what what screams what screams uh halloween to you john
1: are you asking me to go through the list or pick my favorite?
0: Hey, if you want to go through the list and then pick your favorite, have at it, bro. This is this is free form. You know, this is like that channel that you don't order in your package, but you get it anyways.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, OK, l- we'll just kind of go through what we have written down here. So we got black hats, spiders, spider web, which is cauldron, cemetery, tombstone, zombies, the necronomicon. Ex uh, Don't forget that. Part. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, mummies and ghosts and I I think I think I gotta go with witches 100% I mean when basically everything else on the list you could maybe besides ghosts maybe uh, you could relate anything else on the list to another genre or holiday or type of thing but witches are just so specific Um, and almost every major uh, Halloween film has some kind of like form or manner of which in them,
0: I feel like we're gonna have to test that theory later on the show, don't you think?
1: I mean, we'll we'll see.
0: I'm gonna have to go with I'm. You know, this was kind of tough for me to choose, but I'm more willing to go with like the black cat. Um, and I, for for me, witches has too many because I'm into video games in the fantasy world. Witches has just so many different meanings to me. Like I could think like, oh hermione is a witch ha and she's not idiot she's not hideous and disgusting looking like witches when you think of witches they're like hideous and even if you look on google which i'm pretty sure if you did the witches would look disgusting but like because there's so many different mediums for witches i'm just like it's not really spooky to me shoot i might get like a sexy witch or something i don't know i don't know what they're putting <laughs> in video games these days because they don't play the modern stuff is that what they got in call of duty now sexy witches i don't know is that, yep. what is that what Fortnite's running for their halloween special i don't know sexy witch <laughs> but uh i uh i uh i like the necronomicon ex mortis because there's always a lot of funny skits for skits comedies about it where like this person like what's this book and then like suddenly they like turn into some like insane like devil creature or demon and they're just like acting like this normal day i just think it's such a hilarious thing it's such a great callback to the evil dead um which kind of made it more of a halloween thing but i don't know i think on the list that's like one that's really funny to me but uh, i got to go black cat john
1: okay all right well you can be wrong that's fine that's fine uh, i
0: don't mind being wrong like i said very <laughs> humble here
1: exactly yeah. yeah we all know our place i'm yeah. right you're wrong
0: yeah ex- ex- exactly i'm i'm super humble everyone knows it because <laughs> You know, I'm pretentious and sometimes I'd like to be humble, just like Kim Kardashian did on Twitter. Oh, God. What a, we could talk about that. Well, let's put that at the end of the show, because that's kind of hilarious if we want to. Maybe we won't
1: if we have time,
0: if we have time, because that shit was funny. <laughs> oh, we are running out of time. You're right. We got to go to the next stuff. All right, John. Now, best Halloween costumes from our childhood. Now, I made this list of things that I remember. Is there And I'm going to go off the list here. I'm going to ask if there's any more you can remember. Power Rangers. Disney. Any any Disney princess at the time. Any superhero at the time. Obviously superheroes are everywhere now. But back then it was more like Spider-Man. Or you're going to be more DC. And then Spider-Man. So you'd be like oh I'm going to be Superman. Batman. A lot of Batman costumes. Spider-Man because of the video game that came out. And because they had the television show in the 90s uh star wars was huge growing up because uh the phantom menace came out zoro was also big for some reason but i think that's because antonio banderas did a movie that was an updated zoro and people were like oh zoro cool toy story woody and buzz lightyear so that's another one the power puff girls that was also huge for a lot of uh younger ladies in my age group teenage mutant ninja turtles Kim possible was also very popular for the ladies and dragon ball z and i could say things like ghosts or see so you want to be a farm animal or a dinosaur but those just don't seem very uh original or not original but they are not connected to a giant corporation that's pumping this stuff out for more money so i didn't feel like it was authentic yeah <laughs> that's fair so could you think of any more halloween costumes from your time that i might have missed
1: i mean those are like the big pop culture ones from the time um those are pretty pretty generic enough um i do remember i'm pretty sure i was zora one year as a kid i think i remember having the sword and the hat and everything nice um but no man like i i think if if i was a kid and i could make my own costume or like have a, a replica costume i would go power rangers any day of the week and the blue ranger was always my favorite no matter what uh, like series they were in or anything it was always blue um but yeah man blue power ranger for life
0: see for me i didn't get a lot of like i know i dressed up like a a handful of times but i know i didn't do it a lot and i think of the years like of of what i dressed up as i think star wars was the number one one that i did yeah and that and that makes sense i, I had a darth vader costume i remember yeah so star wars for me definitely because I'm, I'm i'm that kind of nerd so that's fair yeah pretty solid choice exactly (laughs) it's a subtle choice um but the the power ranger one i think i think that's a lot of kids pick power rangers and i i find it uh i find that it's so sad that that ip just hasn't skyrocketed like a lot of things and i hope it does come back because i think we talked about they were making a new power ranger movie and we're like we'll see
1: (laughs) well okay side note real quick because i just saw this confirmed a while or not too long ago breaking news yeah so the guy that played the green slash white ranger in the original series uh just put out this big announcement that they're actually making a white ranger movie uh and it showed like a concept picture concept art of the thing itself um but this was like from his channel i can hear you typing so we're gonna i can assume that you're looking it up but as far as i know that is actually happening oh the white
0: ranger oh yeah
1: oh you know the staple of our childhood
0: i remember the movie because like all i can remember is that part where it's the white ranger by this big door like this rock formation door and that's all i can remember from the movie and it's like it's basically the white rangers monologue or moment and then he opens the door well i just remember he goes through it i forget
1: i remember him playing flute that was a dagger through a solid mask, and somehow that made sense to us as a kid.
0: That sounds like some Rise of Skywalker shit.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> let's not rewatch it because it could be really bad. Yep. No, that's kind of interesting. Why is it got to be the White Ranger? Oh. I made that joke. I know, so bad. Um, now I hope people like it though.
1: But anyways, let's go on to the last. Yeah. Category. Thanks for thanks yeah. for
0: bailing me out there, best bud. Anyways. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> I know. I appreciate you. You're you're so, you're such a good co-host. I don't think we I don't think we give each other enough props. Like we never just like compliment each other like genuinely. We're always just th- flinging shit at each other, but in a funny, sincere way. You're good. You're good to me.
1: I mean, there's a reason why we, we've been doing this for a year. Yeah. It's because it works.
0: And then uh, next week, I'll, I'll ask for more money that we don't make, and uh, we'll split up forever.
1: Yep. And I'll be and that'll just That'll be like the end.
0: The- <laughs> and that'll be the end. It'll be like. It'll be like you It'll be like your, it'll be like your um, John Lennon and I'm George Harrison. We have really long careers.
1: See, I was gonna say Ringo Starr, but I think I think you're right. I think that was giving you too much credit. <laughs>
0: All right, that was a good dig. I like that. Was good. That was good. It's like I chose the two guys who died, but they're still more popular than Ringo Starr. <laughs> oh my lord all right let's get to the the big topic best halloween movies and you added i think one in here yes i went off basically what google was showing me because we're we're not too huge into halloween but i remember some of these movies so i'm just going to go through them the most halloween movies out there these are movies that you want to watch halloween week um obviously number uh, not number one, but the first one on the list is Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas, for you Tim Burton love bugs out there, Poltergeist, The Shining, Ghostbusters, Beetlejuice, also for the Tim Burton fans out there, The Addams Family, Halloween Town, Hotel Trans- Transylvania for you uh, Gen Zers, which is still a funny movie, Haunted Mansion. For us old people. And uh, Hocus Pocus. And from that list, I could also say Casper, but I thought Casper was more like a gimmick thing that could be all year round. I never thought it was Halloween, so I left that off the list. And I know people will say, like, but what about The Grudge or uh, The Ring? And I'm just like, that's like, what is it? Like, gore or torture or horror porn? And I'm just, it's not very it's like it's scary but it's not like halloween you know i think it's like one's a rectangle like a rectangle is a square but a square is not a rectangle
1: (laughs) exactly yeah that's that's a pretty good analogy yeah and i think i think in that same vein people just associate a lot of horror movies with halloween because they think that's the aesthetic of it all uh but i i think like okay so the the shining is on the list i don't see that as a halloween movie at all I th- I see that as a great horror film and a great suspense film. But... All right, so we
0: can knock that one off.
1: Yeah, we can go ahead and knock that I off. I just want um, to have a
0: Hitchcock movie, or not Hitchcock, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, I left the birds off because I'm just like, who's is the birds a Halloween movie? No, it's horror. And I guess you could say the same thing for The Shining. It's more horror than Halloweenish. So yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even Ghostbusters, I wouldn't say is like an actual Halloween movie. It's got ghosts. But that's okay. That's like saying okay, we're gonna get into this. Is that like the Casper
0: Casper the Friendly Ghost?
1: No, that's like saying Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's the same vein of that.
0: Did you did did you just agree with me about Die Hard being a Christmas movie?
1: Yeah, I might have changed my mind.
0: Ah I did it! I won! I won! I won! I won! I won! I won the money. What movie is that from, John? No idea. National Lampoons Las Vegas. Good job, John uh what else do you want to just take off this list
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean even okay actually uh, it's it's
0: not las vegas it's oh fuck i fucked it up uh no it is las vegas i'm pretty sure it's las vegas or is it the the trip they take to the to the crazy world no it's las vegas because Wayne noon okay sorry go ahead
1: i mean even uh even poltergeist i feel like is more just about like no
0: poltergeist belongs
1: does it i think it does I mean, it, it, it's just about like, uh, like uh, oh oh my gosh, just I I don't know I don't I see that more as just like a ghost story than about like an actual Halloween event because like you look at like Nightmare on Elm Street uh um the Ad, I mean even uh, the Adams family is pretty iconically yeah. Halloween just the aesthetic of all of it all but I I think personally I think the most Halloween movie to ever halloween movie is hocus pocus Mm. i mean it's it's set its events have to be set around halloween okay it's focused on witches black cats um there are spiders and spiderwebs it's there's a cemetery with a zombie that rises out of the dead Mm. um uh well maybe more of a no not a mummy definitely a zombie and there are ghosts so bar none hocus pocus is the most halloween film in my opinion
0: okay 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 i mad respect mad respect for me i would have to go with the adams family okay and i thought it was funny that you brought it up because uh as some of you may know the three of you who listen uh i'm not a huge tim burton fan the earth guy though really stand up gentleman great um just saying i don't like his movies and the adams like beetlejuice doesn't do it for me and i've watched nightmare before christmas and i was just like cool i never want to watch this again i was like interesting to watch good movie but i'm not i'm not gonna want to re-watch it every you know halloween eve or whatever or ha on halloween now halloween is a great film uh, Is a great it's a great staple to the horror franchise uh, and as well as Nightmare on Elm Street. So I'll give those credit. However, uh, it's just, I don't like those slasher type of films, uh, because they give me an uneasy feeling at the end when it becomes more, uh, what is it questionable about what happened? Like Black Christmas was that for me. I was like, this is such a good movie, but oh my God, that ending, <sighs> I want to throw up, uh, cause I'm a bitch, but, uh, <laughs> yeah just like some of the some of these movies are just iconically halloween and i really like them but it doesn't it, it evokes a different emotion where it's like you know i want to be i'm someone who doesn't want to be petrified to watch a movie and while there can be scary elements in it i also want to laugh and adam's family hits that for me i think you could say the same thing for haunted mansion hotel transylvania but adam's family hits the note of like ooh, uh uh what is it uncle fester and the uh what is it the the, the thing that, the thing i don't know why i was just like is it the thing or am i thinking or is it, is it the just movie, the thing
1: is it just thing it's just thing yeah
0: yeah then yeah, thing just running around there and just like kind of like their butler but their pet at the same time which is kind of crazy and uh i don't know that that movie is is it feels more family it feels like I would trick or treat at those people's house and like want to die at the same time, but it's, it's Halloween in spirit. I think your, your pick of hocus pocus, if we can debate this a little bit is a little too, a little too Disney channel for me.
1: That's a little too Disney channel, but you also like hotel Transylvania.
0: I put hotel Transylvania on here. doesn't mean I, I listen, hold on, hold on. You're going to criticize me for putting hotel Transylvania on here
1: i'm just <laughs> all i'm saying is if you're gonna say hocus pocus is to disney then why even include that one
0: okay the reason why i put hotel transylvania is because i gotta get i gotta get the gen zers out there i gotta give them a shout out
1: i mean we also have a uh, um uh adam's family remake with your favorite tim burton as the director that's coming out that's uh, in production
0: yeah great but listen that's like me that's like us talking about football and me mentioning like wow you know isn't the the great nfl players right now like patrick holmes in every commercial and discount double check and all those people aren't they fantastic and then you reminding me that the dolphins best quarterback was dan marino which was before my time and i instantly get sad like come on i wasn't there for that like but you got to include it in the greats
1: i mean some of those words There's history <laughs> I, I some of those
0: words you don't even know
1: some of those words I understood, some of them I did not.
0: Do you know what a Mahomes is? I know what
1: a merino is.
0: Do you <laughs> Do you know what a state farm is?
1: I yes.
0: Do you see those commercials with like Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Okay. So you know who Aaron Rodgers is? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm glad we can get that far in football. But anyways You coming at me for the Hotel Transylvania, I feel I feel very defensive right now.
1: I mean, OK, we can let that be. But I, I think I think the Addams Family is is a pretty solid choice as far as a Halloween movie.
0: Yeah. And I think and I put Halloween Town on here. I think Halloween Town is also one of those that goes a little bit too far into the gimmick in a way that doesn't feel like it's just like, oh, we're a, we, we live in Halloween Town and it's always Halloween. It's just like, yeah, it's great. But it's not it's not it doesn't feel I feel like it plays to the gimmick being the more most important part about the movie rather than the important part being a different essence that plays around with Halloween. And I it's, think of that like Nightmare, not like Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of that where it's about like a little bit of the characters taking place during Halloween. Obviously, their whole gimmick is it's Halloween and you know uh, you know there's a Christmas element to it, but it's it's about like there's more to it. There's character development.
1: Yeah, I mean, Halloween Town, I would say, is like the most solid Disney Channel Halloween uh, movie. But it, it's definitely. I, I think for people that enjoy it now, it's more of a nostalgia thing than it is like it's a solid movie. Because I think if we went back and rewatched it now, it would be really cheesy through our lens. Um, but I, I think there's just that like nostalgia and like reminiscing factor to it of like associating the positive, like. Vibes from your life back then Um but I I I don't know man this is the hill I'll die on I think that Hocus Pocus is a timeless movie And solid and Uh we can you can enjoy it at any age And there's more adult humor that you get Down the road there's also Uh jokes when you're a kid So it's relatable for all ages And it's very Solidly set in Halloween Um with Again all of the greatest Halloween Icons uh all put together in this so i i think i think the adams family and hocus pocus are probably pretty the most solid options on this list
0: so you could hear me typing in the background and i was looking for the the actress who played the girl in halloween town yes and halloween town came out in what is it 1998 is what the imdb is telling me so and then i looked up her birthday she would have been 14 there is a movie where she's older there's like a halloween town 2 or something like that and i had a crush on her when i watched the movie i was like oh i can't say that now because i'm 28 and that's weird so but i did have a crush at her at the time i don't have a crush on her right now i'm just making that distinction
1: you had a crush at her
0: wait that sounds worse
1: no that's what you said just in passing you said really quickly i had a crush at her
0: on her had <laughs> had crush on her when movie came out. I was a young lad; would have been six when the movie came out. But I think I watched Halloween, Halloween Town too. Okay, we're getting into some, we're getting into some 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 serious semantics here. Also, I didn't know Debbie Reynolds was in the movie. Yeah, rest in peace. What? She she, she died two days after uh her daughter. Did she really? Yeah. You know oh. who her daughter is? No carrie fisher oh remember they have two different last names
1: yep yeah. yep there how do it you is. feel
0: now do you feel disgusting
1: i do sorry i disappointed you you
0: can call yourself a star wars fan like i, I just don't get I don't, I don't know who you are anymore
1: i know that julie andrews is liza minnelli's daughter no 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 other way around <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I want to end on that note. Fuck yep. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yep. Oh man, I like your pick. I think Hocus Pocus. Uh, I'm not bashing Hocus Pocus, but I think you made a really strong pick with Hocus Pocus because those three witches. I okay, the the blonde haired witch in Hocus Pocus. I had a crush on her, and I I stand by it because she had to be over the age of eighteen at the time, and yes. she's probably she's definitely over the age of eighteen now. So there we go. I
1: mean you know that's the main actress from sex in the city right is it really yeah
0: oh there you go perfect end on that note thank you John <laughs> you're welcome uh ooh I'm just getting incoming uh sports news Trevor Lawrence has tested positive for covid 19 that's that's crazy Clemson fans I John I only mentioned this to you because you you live in the deep south and you know you might have some sad customers or whatever people you interact with at work or so i'm just uh i'm just setting you up so you can be in the no-no you know
1: i i will do my best to keep up the conversation
0: yeah just saying he tested he's supposed to be number one draft pick uh for the nfl but you know yeah that's what a
1: sad day
0: what a sad day spooky day uh it's quite spooky for trevor lawrence that he has COVID 19 uh because it's halloween week so maybe there are some googly eyes and bat wings drew, drawn on those uh COVID-19 images
1: oh he can he can get a couple of uh little spider stickers put on his respiratory or respirator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cute and hopefully like the nurses will dress up for him and give him a bowl of candy I don't know anyways oh. anyways I don't think he's going to the hospital he's a young kid he'll he's he's strong as a buck he'll be fine um maybe hopefully when you know hope the best for mr lawrence and the millions he'll make going to the the new york jets anyways this is too much talk that you don't understand thank you for joining us this week john will be in the driver's seat uh next week and uh uh, hopefully there'll be cool some cool news stories and maybe we'll debate whether it's a good time to play christmas music on november 1st or not
1: we'll we'll see
0: we'll see you don't know who's in whose camp you don't know if i like the christmas music or john likes christmas music you just got to find out or maybe we'll agree And that'll be boring.
1: (laughs) I guess we'll see.
0: Well, I guess we'll see you then. Thank you for turning in. We'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Bye!